Hey everyone, and welcome back to Stop Wasting Your Wine, a wine review podcast where we waste our wine so you don't have to. On this episode, we review a red wine from France. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are so excited to have you. Aaron here, and once again, I am joined by the absolutely wonderful Colin and Joel. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good. Uh, excited about this wine. I don't know if you guys can see, if you guys' bottle has a little sticker on there, but in 2022, Decanter gave this a 95 what? points out of 100. So this wine should be an absolute banger. This is our very first wine bottle with a sticker with a reward on it. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Already yeah. high expectations of World just this wine, wine and this evening awards. with you guys. Yeah. Let's see, let's see if uh, big, big wine media knows what they're talking about. Boom. We'll find out. They must. Joel, how are you tonight? Uh, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty darn well. Um, you know, now my expectations for this evening just sky high. Gotta gotta tell you, ninety five points. My gosh, that's a lot of points. That's five points from the most points possible. It's almost ninety six. Yeah. Oh. All right. So speaking of which, so we have a ninety five point wine here. Joel, what is this ninety five point wine? Okay. So this ninety five point wine is a Bordeaux. This is from the producer Chateau Maine Mazarol. And apologies if if I'm just butchering that and you speak French out there and, and that just made your ears bleed. A thousand apologies. I'm going to do it a little bit more here. This is from the Appalachian of Bly Cote de Bordeaux. And this is a 13.5% uh, ABV wine. And we picked this up from our local total wine for $16.99. $16.99. Great price point for this wine. And, you know, uh, 95 point wine and the most number of words on a bottle that we cannot pronounce so far. 100%. It's like <laughs> at least 10. Uh, it's, this is going to be brutal. But we're going to say them over and over again so you remember the wine that we're reviewing and remember that none of us speak French. That is true. That will be very evident by the time this podcast is done. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, just, uh, you know, a little feedback we've gotten early on in the process. We want to describe the bottle to you just a little bit so that if you were looking out for this thing in the store, you know, you could pop, you see it on the shelf a little bit quicker. Colin, you want to tell us a little bit about this bottle? Sure. This bottle has a very nice tree on the front. Do we know what kind um, of tree, Colin? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we do, actually. If you look at the back, this is a stone pine tree. And this winery is all about their their stone pine trees and the essence of their stone pines yeah, 200 year old stone pine trees i will say it is kind of cool to see a label of a bordeaux that's got a little bit more going on than just you know the classic you know just plain text or maybe a crest and you know and very very kind of plain label so Kind of cool to see a little pop of color in there. I think the sun is even poking out, guys. If you look at that under the tree, beautiful scene. But is it r rising or is it setting? Oh, well, depends on your outlook <laughs> on the day, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if it's a 95 point wine or not. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, going to say, either way, it really it shines its light upon that 95 point sticker. It so. really does. Yeah. Uh, well placed. Well placed. Well placed. No, it's smart too because, like, you know, I guess they when I was trying to find this wine the other day, like that whole section, the, the Bordeaux section of Total Wine, it's just a lot of like Chateau Blank, like all these different uh, uh, producers. Chateau Blank. 
and Wonderful they're producer. so <laughs> they're all they're all they're all <laughs> white label like gray black uh you know font and like they, yeah it's, it's it's hard to pick out the one you're looking for it's very un bordeaux bordeaux label i will say that all right so that's enough of uh learning about a label let's actually learn something important today i'm going to kick it over to colin uh for the fun fact that we're going to learn today this is the only thing you will learn So this week, uh, this week four or five in our series on structure and the structural components of wine. I know I had originally said we were going to do this over five weeks, but uh, I decided to combine the last two alcohol and body into one because they're so closely related. And first, we're going to talk about alcohol. And I feel like I don't really need to go into alcohol because everybody knows what alcohol is. I mean, alcohol brings the party. I mean, why are we drinking, right? Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not party. drinking non-alcoholic wine anytime soon. People. No, no, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, and I also feel like alcohol is one of the most identifiable components. One, because the producers are legally bound to slap the ABV on the bottle. So right away, you know what you're getting into just by taking a quick peek at the bottle. This one, if you look, says on the back, sometimes it's on the back, sometimes it's on the front, 13 and a half, as Jewel mentioned earlier. And, and two, everybody has experienced some sort of alcohol. You know, if you've ever taken a shot before, you have that warm burning sensation as opposed to where tannin and acid might be a little more foreign. So alcohol has hard cutoff points as to what makes a low alcohol, medium alcohol, or high alcohol wine. Below 11% alcohol by volume is a low alcohol. Medium alcohol is going to be 11 to 13.9%, and then high is going to be anything above 14%. And you really only experience alcohol uh, when you get to the higher levels of ABV, although from time to time you get a wine where the alcohol isn't necessarily meshing with its other structural friends. It's not what people would say in balance, and you could you could see it in there. But other than that, it's just sort of a background player as far as actually feeling the alcohol itself. People, people aren't usually taking a sip of their glass of wine and being like, whoa, this one's going to put me on the floor later. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Not... hopefully not. Hopefully not. I've, I've had one actually in the past where it honestly felt like a shot of vodka. It was the worst wine I've ever had. It was so hot. It felt like you were taking a shot. It was terrible. So you never, absolutely never want that. And then I want to talk about body because alcohol is the main component of body. And when we're talking about body, we're really talking about the weight of the wine in your mouth and how it feels on your palate. So uh, if you guys will do a little thought experiment with me, it's kind of like the difference between uh, skim milk, drinking skim milk, which is going to be a little bit more watery, a lot less viscous, versus some like whole milk or heavy cream, which is going to sit heavy on the palate. Aaron's face looks like milk is not a good subject for him. <laughs> I don't I don't mind milk. I'm not loving like the thought of like thinking about the feeling of milk in my mouth while I am drinking mm. a glass of wine. That is just, yes. that, could that's, you, that's not good. Could you bring me your milkiest wine, please? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no. No, I, you might not be fully understanding. It's just a thought experiment about weight. Don't actually think about milk uh, while you're drinking. This is what, this yeah, is what yeah, I yeah, learned yeah. from you tonight, Colin. I am going to walk into <laughs> the total wine. 
and be like, yeah. I want your milkiest wine. Colin White told me this is the appropriate yeah, thing to no, ask. And it, they will ask you to leave. Because, they will ask uh, you who Colin White is, <laughs> and then they will ask you to leave. Because that's that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> um, just to wrap up, body alcohol isn't the only contributor to body. Sugar and tannin can also add body. And when you talk about body, you have light, medium, and then full-bodied wines. That's how you describe body. And higher alcohol wines, of course, are going to be fuller body, just to tie the two together. And lower alcohol wines are going to have less body. That's kind of my spiel on that. Next week, I'm going to wrap the whole thing up, tie a bow on it, and talk a little bit about balance. I am very interested to hear that, Colin, because my body on alcohol tends to not really have a lot of balance. So that maybe I'll learn something else next week. So that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, again, not, not quite what I was talking about. I just there. don't think Although I get I, it, man. I also, I do get a little wiggly <laughs> when uh, I drink too much, but that's, that's not, not wine. So that's a bonus episode where we just all drink a bottle of wine and then the people <laughs> work out what happened to us. <laughs> we'll walk in a straight line. Yeah. Yeah. If we could pass the sobriety test, uh, we, we win. Oh, no, I'm excited because, you know, we've done it. We've, uh, four weeks, Colin has taught us about the five major facets of, of wine structure. So I'm going to challenge us moving forward as we get into our wine review section of the okay. podcast to really push ourselves to not only use that language, but also use the way that language is measured, you know, talking about dry or off dry or medium or low alcohol um, so that we can really get into the habit of, of discussing wine in a way that makes us more wine literate. Because I, for one, am like excited this. to be described as literate for the first time in my life. <laughs> so we've learned about the wine. We have talked about all the aspects of wine. Now let's do the fun part. Let's pop this thing open and give it a smell. Tastes like wine. All right, gentlemen, here we are. So uh, we've poured this very dark looking red wine into our glasses. Colin, what do you what do you notice first? Um, so I'm getting a lot of plum on this bad boy, like a plum fest in the glass. Um, uh, I'm plum also fest. getting <laughs> plums. Plum fest. <laughs> that's something that you definitely attend when you're 62 years old. Like that's just like, <laughs> you do it, you go, it's, you're excited all year for it. You get the t-shirt. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, so I get lots of plum. Um, I also get a ton of oak on here. You really, you get a, a lot of that woody scent a lot of vanilla and then i get just a hint of uh black cherry do you um, smell any stone pines <laughs> no <laughs> no i do not smell stone pines but they also don't use stone pine to make uh, wine barrels so that might be the reason yeah when i uh first put my nose in here honestly i am totally with you on the plum um and then also just all of that it, it's funny i almost was going to say it really reminded me of uh bourbon because I'm getting really a lot of the, the the vanilla and the leatheriness and really that oak, a lot of the things that you would normally correlate to something that's been sitting in a barrel for a while. I you know this is this is one of the oldest wines that we have reviewed on the show. It, it is, you know, uh, 2019. So this is a pre-COVID uh, vintage, pre-COVID. Oh, so, wow. you know, it, before Not the Not a care dark in the times, world for this, these yeah. grapes. Magical year. <laughs> they had no idea what was coming to them. <laughs> the world that they'd be opened up back into. 
<laughs> getting deep on the stuff. Welcome to hell, Uh All right, we gave it. We gave it a smell. Uh, let's give it a taste. So yeah, so uh, yeah, on in the mouth, you definitely get a lot of the same flavor you get on the nose. You get a lot of that plum. Definitely, the oak is very prevalent here. You just it's it's all all up in there. You get the wood note, and then you get a lot of vanilla also. And then I do get a little bit of black cherry, but it's definitely not. Definitely plays a second fiddle to the plum and the oak, but it's 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 in there if you hunt for it. Yep, a- absolutely. A lot of you know very aligns a lot with what we were smelling up front. I will say I'm getting even more of that earthiness when I'm drinking this, and something that I'm actually thinking here, and you guys tell me if I'm crazy, but when we first started drinking this wine, I really thought that it was you know it it was there in the beginning and then it kind of went away the more that this thing is open and the more i'm drinking it now like it's almost balanced out and i know that typically you know can happen with some wines where the more air that it gets the the kind of more it opens up and the better it gets i gotta tell you I'm, i'm liking this one more now than i did just a little bit before when we were drinking this yeah i would 100 percent agree on that i think it has gotten a lot better before i think when we first sniffed it, the the nose was a lot more expressive than the palate or what what you could taste. And now that it's had a, a little bit of time to to really open up, they've kind of leveled out. Although I would still think, based on what you can smell, that th- this would be just an absolute fruit bomb. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not the the flavors are a little bit more reserved than what you would get on the nose, but I, it definitely has gotten it's definitely gotten a little bit better. Uh, since we first opened it. Yeah, but I think that's the section I'm going to be a little bit of a wet blanket about, Colin. Like, you know, when we poured this out and you see this real dark color and you you just, I imagine this was going to be like a real full body, heavy flavor wine. And it's, it's not, it's it's a much lighter body than I was expecting. The tastes are there. The flavors are there. Like, as you mentioned, kind of hunt for different things, but they fade relatively quickly. And I'm kind of left with this lingering taste on on the back of my tongue that i don't exactly love and i'm not exactly sure what it is um it's definitely like mid you know tannin and all that but there's something about the throwing me off for what it should be for a 95 point uh the uh, canter world wine awards uh, uh 2022 uh, i was i was surprised like it just wasn't as you know as as big as i thought it was going to be yeah, and I agree on the finish. It definitely goes away really quick. Like you take a you take a sip, and then it, it, all the flavor disappears. And you're right. I'm also having a hard time wrestling with what that flavor is, but it, it's not pleasant. The, the finish is not like something that I I enjoyed the first sip, but afterwards it's like, what, what, first of all, where did it go? And second of all, what 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 is that? And why why is it still here? And so I wanted to I want to tie in that issue with. Uh, something I noticed on the back of this bottle of wine because the the fact that the flavors kind of disappear and I I, I think the producers kind of knew that this was not going to be the center of attention because they wrote this sentence on the back that kind of weirded me out. Uh, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, Share this red wine with family and friends over hearty meals such as roasted chicken, pork, or even hamburgers. Also delicious with cheese. That's like, you know, uh, when you think about like a, a wine, especially like a, like a Bordeaux, I, I'm not 
being like, yeah, you can have this with chicken or hamburger or cheese, whatever, man. Like, just like pair this with any old food. Um, I don't know. But is I, that I, a bad thing, Aaron? I mean, is it bad to have, you know, that this wine maybe is designed to not overwhelm your palate, you know, and, and to play nicely with the aforementioned foods or, you know, whatever you've got going on that day? No, you know what? It, I don't think it's bad, but I do think uh, as we think about where we'd put this wine, uh, it w- it is going to play a role in... Is this something I'm putting out for everyone because I want to draw attention to it because I want to show this wine off to my guests? Or is this something that I'm saving for a very specific, like I need something that I'm going to put on the table with steak or with chicken or whatever that's not going to take over the meal, but it's just going to go along with it and not offend anyone. Yeah, and can I just bring up before we move on, we we want to talk about structural components. So can we just run yeah, through that real quick just to see if you guys are picking up on any of the things that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks? So I'll just list them off and then you guys let me know what you think about it. So sugar, is this dry or sweet? How are we feeling about this? As a, this is a dry wine, right? This is a dry wine. I would agree. Yes. Yes, yep. it is. Acid. How are we feeling about the acid? To me, I think this is like a medium, maybe a medium plus kind of acid yeah yeah for sure uh, and you said medium plus which i never went over because i tried to keep it just is that an actual thing and high it is yeah 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 well, um, well, joe just made that up let's be real joe had yeah, no idea God. that was a thing no and and i <laughs> I, I tried to keep it just low medium and high just for the sake of ease but um the actual scale is low medium minus medium medium plus are you kidding me hi dude no, you just not. you just pulled I... an actual wine term out of the ether yeah. man like you <laughs> are yeah you are just uh, one yeah. no, with the wine universe man. congratulations that was pretty good than i thought my God, you're, but yeah sure. no i would agree Wait, am i a sommelier now uh no okay can you spell it yet uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i cannot spell it so i guess that's step well, one right uh yeah medium plus acid uh tannin I feel like I feel like it's medium tannin. Like I I feel it yeah, sitting on my gums, sitting on my teeth. Like it's definitely it's got a thing going on. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Alcohol and body, since those were the two we talked about today. You guys notice any alcohol? So this is a, a mid alcohol, right? Thirteen point five. Yes, yeah, this is a, a medium alcohol. Right, we're in the medium. Yep. And then, uh, what kind of milk would you compare this to? Yeah, Joel, you're gonna have to talk about the body here because I'm so tapping out of this one. I well, I it's funny because. Almost those, everything we've said would almost equate to, uh, you know, a, a big bodied wine, but this one doesn't. This one doesn't at all in my mind. No. Yeah, I would agree. It's not, it's about medium, medium body. It's really hey, not. Hey, is uh, that, is that too a heavy. plus minus scale as well? Can we say medium minus? Yeah, you sure can. Right. Yeah. That's where I put in this. I know. <laughs> Unlocked bonus I content it... with Joel out in this game. Yeah, <laughs> I would actually put it more medium, uh. medium medium plus almost buddy but definitely Ooh. not high um so okay cool well i just wanted to run through that just because you know it's just we had talked about it a little bit so i thought it would be good just to uh you know see what we thought about that stuff no it's fantastic i already feel significantly less dumb than i used to feel like we're moving in the right nice. direction for sure yeah but did they like it it's time for the review All right, so we've broken it down. We've talked about the taste. We've talked about the smell. We've talked about the sweet trees. Gone over everything. <laughs> Where are we putting 
this wine. As a quick reminder, it's either going into the illustrious wine fridge, which is the top of the top. Like, this is our special wine, special occasions. We have nothing in our wine fridges yet. Go on the kitchen table, which these are the good wines that we found that we put out for friends and family. We want to share with them. We want to talk about it. And go in the closet. Those are like the backup wines. It is 1.30. Someone is still at our house asking if there's more wine and you're grabbing <laughs> this thing out of the closet or you're pouring it down the drain. This was a waste of your wine. Why'd you spend your money on this? Don't do it. Stop wasting your wine. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Joel, Just where insane. are you putting this wine? Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, gotta tell you, I am, uh, once again, pretty torn here. And definitely, you know, not not a not a wine fridge, and definitely not down the drain. That's sort of on the cusp to me between kitchen table and in the in the closet for a rainy day. So I'm gonna go ahead and officially say that I'm gonna put this on my kitchen table. It might be on that little section where if we're not looking, the dog or somebody's kids can come up and knock it over. Uh, but it's there. It's on the kitchen table. It's available. My reasoning for this is because, you know, I, I I do, I enjoy what it's doing here. And I do agree, you know, there's almost a little room for some more, you know, some more complexity in there. But going back to the point earlier where, you know, I don't think that it's it's a bad thing that this would be out there with some kind of food that I'm trying to showcase that day. Um, or something like that. And, you know, I maybe we will learn a little bit more about Bordeaux too as we go, but my perception of them too is that they can they can be kind of delicate and and sort of light. And I think maybe the reason is because they're designed to to take and enjoy with some cheese, like you mentioned, Aaron, or, or whatever you've got going on. So this one to me, I, I enjoyed it and I'm putting it on officially my kitchen table. Colin? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm so torn. Um, I mean, Bunch first of, of all, let's get this out over here, people. Come on. <laughs> Great pull. Great pull. Uh, is this a 95 point wine? No. Like, if this is five points away from perfect, I would expect it to absolutely blow my mind. And that it, it does not. You know, at 95 points, I'd expect to put it straight into the wine fridge. I don't know about you guys, but it, it doesn't, doesn't hit that level not one bit. Yeah. Um, I don't want to so, hold yeah. the faults of the point scoring system against this wine. That's yeah, that's my no. whole thing. <laughs> For sure. No, I agree. And that, that's how I'm right it, on They the put edges. a sticker on the front. They, they set did a high go expectation. through all that trouble. They 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 <laughs> could have taken Very the sticker off and like that might have that might have, you know, painted things differently. Yeah, so I'm kind of with Joel. It's either at the very back of my table or the very front of my closet. And I'll say if I really had to pick one, oh man, it's it's the closet door is open and it's at the front, but I'm gonna have to put it in the closet. It's not collecting cobwebs, uh, but it's not out in the sunlight either. You know, no, uh, it's gonna get drank eventually. You know, this is not one that I keep. You know, digging through the closet, putting behind the other bottles. You know, I'm taking this one out of the closet eventually, but I just I can't put it. Just doesn't quite make it to the kitchen table for me. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Colin. I, I think this is something that I think if it was out on the kitchen table and I opened it up and I was like, this is the red wine that I'm showing people at like my, my dinner party or whatever, I, I think there'd be a lot of people who pour a glass of this and don't love it. And, you know, they're not going back for seconds. It has a very distinct taste. However, I think if it's something I put in the closet and saved for when I'm serving hamburgers and, and I put it out as a 
compare to hamburgers like people would drink it within that lens right and so um i think it's something that i'm saving for later in the night or for a very specific purpose but not something i'm putting out on the kitchen table is like the center of attention this is the red wine that i am featuring this evening okay so we have a, a pretty split decision like kind of hovering in between the closet and the kitchen table but the question everyone always waits for why people listen to the entire podcast sitting on the edge of their seats is a waste of your wine joel is this a waste of your wine firmly not a waste of your wine at this price point a very very reasonable price point it's doing enough give it the time to open up treat it the way it needs to be and i think you'll enjoy this you may not go back and it may not be one that you you seek out uh week to week but i do not think that this is a waste of your wine call yeah i mean again i'm right on the edge but I think I would have to lean towards not a waste. And I totally agree with Joel. It's definitely one that you want to let open up. But, like, is it bad wine? No. Um, it's really, it's it's not bad, but it's not, you know, for me, it's not the style I enjoy. Um, so I probably wouldn't want to go back for this one again and again. So while it's, you know, it, it's not a waste by any stretch, but it, it's also not going to be one of my favorites. Yeah, I think it's the price point uh, that saves it for me as well. I think if this was a $29.99 bottle of wine, I, I actually might have leaned into this being a waste of your wine. Um, but at $16.99, I think if you're running into a Total Wine or running into your grocery store and you need to grab a Bordeaux, uh, you can look out for that Iron Pine, uh, the only bright Bordeaux label <laughs> with just... oranges and yellows out there. Just grab it, you know, and have yourself a, a sweet, you know, roast chicken party um, with your wine. <laughs> really thrown off by that. So not a uh, waste <laughs> of your wine. So that's it. Gentlemen, any final thoughts today? Just unbelievable. You know, thinking that there's there's a five-point difference that separates the best wine in the world and this 95-point wine. Yeah. Again, no, it's wild. I think it says more about the point system than it does this wine. But just something that's really strange. Yeah, no, I agree. It is. It is the the disconnect. You know, I don't. I don't fully understand, but um, it's it's definitely definitely there and wild. Agreed. All right. So as always, thank you all so much for coming and drinking some wine with us. Please, please, if you haven't already, go ahead and rate us on whatever platform you are using to listen to this podcast right now if you can leave us a comment please do follow us on instagram message us we would love to engage and stop wasting your wine on instagram follow us stop wasting your wine yes follow us on stop wasting your wine on instagram check out our website uh stop wasting your wine.org where you can read a little bit more about us dot com not org we're not an org we're a dot com <laughs> we are an organization <laughs> all right pause <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> We're uh, bigger, stop wasting your wine. Dot edu. Dot uk slash gov. No, follow us at stopwastingwine.com. You read a little bit more about us, and of course, all of the wines uh, that we've reviewed so far. You can recap that information. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. And as always, please stop wasting your wine. See you around. See you next week. Thank you.